0: called All Things New, my hope is that you're sort of plugging in to how amazing the renewal of all things is, the restoration of all things, that um, what we've been looking at in Revelation 21, 1 through 5, when new heaven comes to new earth, and and, um, everything is back to the way it was intended back in the beginning, which is in that root word of, of renewal of all things, back to the beginning, back to Genesis, if you would. That, that that's the hope for our lives, that sometimes I think we've sort of sidetracked and we we've focused on the end point um, being heaven um, and people sort of look at me and ask, is that it? You know, do we just hang out on clouds and play harps? And I said, no, that's not the end point. Heaven is a very real thing. It's a it's a it's a place where we'll go uh, in the transition. But then heaven comes to earth and we have this picture of heaven and earth being united, which is the picture that starts in the beginning. Um, In Genesis, you see heaven and earth coming together in Eden. It's a picture of a cosmic temple, which was God's idea. And God's creation was good. And he's never abandoned it, even though we've gone our own ways. And what he's going to do at the end is there's that picture of the restoration of all things where it all comes together. And throughout the scripture, we see that picture, you know, and at the fall, that that picture was ruined. But back in Exodus, then at the tabernacle, there's a place where heaven and earth meet because it's important that that happens. And that that happens in the temple. Then the temple is destroyed. and There's no place until Jesus comes back when Jesus comes back. He's a picture of heaven and earth meeting, fully God, fully man. There we have that picture again. And then there's the, the crucifixion and the resurrection. And now what? Well, now the Holy Spirit comes. And Paul says, we're the temple. We're the place where heaven and earth meet and dwell. And, and that's the picture that happens through Scripture because that's what's happening. And the promise ultimately is heaven comes to earth. We get brand new physical bodies and we dwell with God forever on a restored planet, a renewed planet, which is really cool. So so it changes the way, it should begin to change the way we think to impact us now, because that, that thinking, that understanding will change the way that we live now. It really begins to change everything, and that's what's underneath this entire passage, this entire sermon, and what we're digging into, thinking about being new creations and what that means, talking about new life and what that means, and... and uh, Over the last couple of weeks, we've talked about being set free from sin, that we're no longer in slavery and bondage to sin. And and, and so we're living to God uh, instead of, uh, you know, away from. Like I said, a lot of times we get focused on what we've been saved from instead of what we've been saved to. And so we we need to change our thinking, our mindset. And all of that has been part of this series. And we're going to talk more about hope today in just a moment. Uh, So that's the intro. Bad joke time. I totally forgot that February 25th was National Pancake Day again. It really crept up on me this year. Don't be angry with lazy people. They didn't do anything. I accidentally ate some cat food. Don't ask meow. It's really bad when that's the best of your bad jokes. Scripture reading. Apologies to the visitors. Scripture reading. This is the one we ended with last week. I wanted to look at it again. Romans 8, 5 and 6. Those who live according to the flesh have their mind set on what the flesh desires, but those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their mind set on what the Spirit desires. The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the Spirit is life and peace and peace. And blessed be the word of the Lord. And when we ended with it last week, I said, really, if we're, if we're in sync with the Holy Spirit, life is, is about you know life and peace. That's what we're looking at. If we're not, it feels like death. And which way would we rather live? And we decided, I, I think, by and large, we want to live in sync with the Spirit. Life controlled by the Spirit is life and peace. It's a life of, of hope that we need to look at and talk about once again today. So point number one in your notes is this. Let's talk about new life. A new life and what that means. Because all things are being made new. All things new in the process. I want to look at a, a passage real quick by the Apostle Peter. This is out of First Peter chapter 1. And... Um, One of the things I like about Peter is that Peter talks uh, often about the renewal of all things. And Jesus actually brings it up in a chapter in Matthew when Peter asks the question, Hey, but what about us? We've left everything to follow you. And Jesus' answer to him is, Don't worry. At the renewal of all things, you're going to get back a hundred times anything that you have walked away. It's a picture of the the ultimate promise that we've been talking about. So Peter gets that and knows that from Jesus and speaks about it throughout his, his uh In the last time. In this, uh, in all this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief and all kinds of trials. These have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith of greater worth than gold which perishes even though refined by fire may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. When Jesus is revealed. So, Twice that word revealed is in there in that passage. When you see that word, um, it's where that last book of the Bible is named from Revelation. And in the Greek word, the, the word is apocalyptikos. Close enough. I'm not a Greek scholar, but that's the word. It's from the place where we get the word apocalypse. And too often, when we talk about the apocalypse now, what people sort of have a tendency to think of, a lot of people is like zombie land kind of thing happening, that that's the apocalypse. But it's not. That word actually means the revelation, and the revelation is the return of Jesus. It's the renewal of all things. It's what it's building up to in the process. And Peter is saying at that point in time, these are the things that we need to understand that that's what we're building up to. He says in verse 3 that a new life has come to birth within us um, because a new life uh, came to birth in the world in the resurrection of the dead uh, of Jesus the Messiah. So when, when that happened, everything changed. Ev- that was a pivotal, pivotal I, added a, I added a syllable. That was a pivotal. I see it, I did it again. Never mind. That was an important point in history. <laughs> Significant. And it changes everything when that happens. When Jesus does that, it changes Everything and so becoming a follower of Jesus, a believer, a Christian, uh, means that what God did for Jesus at Easter, God has done in you in the very depth of your being. You're now a brand new creation. Things have changed. And what's more, he says in verse four is that that new life which which God created at Easter isn't just about individual beings being transformed. It is the renewal of all things. That at that point in time, something. So incredible happened in everything that it's, it's changed the way that we look at the world. And the, the new heaven, if you would, is is ready to come down. It's, it's ready to happen and merge with us once again. At the moment, you know, we, we can't really see it because there's this veil somehow that separates us. But, but everything is as it should be. And, and this amazing thing is going to happen in the process when heaven comes to earth. But, but he says now, in this meantime, our inheritance, our in, Corruptible inheritance is being held, is being kept safely for us in heaven until heaven comes to be with earth. And so that's an amazing promise that we have in in this whole thing. And then verse 5, in the same way that our inheritance is being kept safe for us, Peter tells us that, that we're being kept safe for it in Christ. And our faith means that we're, we're safe for it as well. That we can trust in that, that we have hope. In all these things that are taking place, God has us. And because we can tie it back to the resurrection of Jesus, we can have hope in everything that's coming and everything it means. And that's what Peter wants us to have. He wants us to experience a living hope. And that's point number two. A living hope, a, a hope that's alive, a hope that's real, a hope that's amazing, a hope that allows you in the midst of a crazy world to know that God's got you and that God's good and that you can trust him, a hope that that doesn't uh, doesn't so you don't have to be afraid of everything that the world's afraid of. A hope that's bigger than that. A hope that realizes that God's got you no matter what. A hope that, that no matter what we experience, it's all temporary until we get the renewal of all things. And then everything is restored and everything is good. And, and it allows us to continue to press on and, and not be afraid uh, of, of things. We, we don't. Want to be people of fear. That The song that we were singing, we don't need to be afraid, right? We, he never lets go of us. And so we hang in there and we press in. Look again at verse 3 of uh, First Peter 1. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In His great mercy, He has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. A living hope because of what Jesus has done. So let's talk about hope for a few minutes. Because this is important. Because it's where we put our hope that makes a difference, and, and let me just say that all hopes aren't exactly the same. Our hopes are not equal, and so for for today's talk, let's talk about sort of three different types of hope. There's there's sort of casual hope, then there's precious hope, and then there's the ultimate hope that we have. So casual hopes are sort of the the daily variety. I sure hope that it, it doesn't rain this weekend, or uh, it's kind of funny down here if, if you if you if you live here. Um, see so, so now personally, I kind of like a day where there's a little breeze because it's more comfortable, but the fishermen, they're hoping that there's not a breeze because they like it to be flat. And, and so we sort of have sometimes, you know, opposing hopes, but who cares? It works out all, all in all, but you sort of have those hopes like, or I hope we can get tickets to the game or I hope this flight is on time. Alice and I traveled this week. We had to go to California uh, we left right after church Sunday for a vineyard leaders meeting. Um, Alice and I are oversee an area in the vineyard of about 12 churches. And so once a year, we have to go for a meeting of other people that do that in the vineyard. And, uh, and, and so I can tell, you know, my hope was on the way back. I said, "Boy, well, I really hope because I wanted to come home. Uh, do you get like that? Anybody else at this? Time? I'm like, oh, I can't wait to go home. I was happy to go. want to come home. I hope the flights are on time today. And, uh, and they were. Praise God. But but there have been times when that hasn't worked out, uh, where the flights weren't on time, but we still get here, you know. But it's a casual hope to hope the flights are on time with things that are going. And we had the, you know, so we were in California all week, and we came back Friday. And so we lost three hours Friday coming back, and then we got blessed by losing another hour yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Whew, I'm down four hours, so I'm going to fall over here any minute. Uh, <laughs> I may have, if that... System hadn't just totally energized my adrenaline just a few minutes ago. Wow, that was better than coffee. wow, let me preach now. We were so we we're in California. I'm gonna I'm gonna bunny trail. I got nine minutes. Uh, so things are so different. So we we on on Wednesday afternoon, we had a break from the meetings. And Alice and I went to the Midway Museum. It's an aircraft carrier, the USS Midway. Alice loves World War II stuff. So I found out on the line is let's go. And she was excited. And um, it's a it, this aircraft carrier was commissioned actually one week after the end of World War II, so it's 1945, and it served 50 years. It's a big deal, right? And so you get the ships there, and you get to walk all over it and tour it and walk around it. I was amazed at the size of it, and the decks are concrete. And you think, how does this thing float? And Alice is taking pictures, and she's listening to all this stuff. I'm just kind of checking things out, jets and helicopters and everything they have around there. And, and we're walking through all the crew quarters and everything. It's cool. How do they sleep in those tiny little bunks? God bless you guys in the Navy. And uh, like this much high and crazy. Um, We walked in, they had a chapel. I'm going to go see the chapel, and I'm, I'm walking into the chapel. And so it's funny how we do it. So I hadn't taken any pictures all day, but I walk into the chapel, and in the chapel they have those church chairs that we have in the back. Those are Sauer church chairs. And on the church chairs they were clipped together. And I've been looking for that clip for years. And so I'm taking pictures of the church chairs with my phone. I pull my phone out. Click, 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 click. She says, what are you doing? I said, I've been looking for this clip for years. Now I can tell somebody about it. And she's like, this whole ship, you haven't taken a picture and you're taking pictures of church chairs. (laughs) That's who, that's what I do. Anyway, I was so excited. I knew that they had to exist. Anyway, that will only resonate with some of you. Where was I? Casual hopes. Okay. Then there's precious hopes. Precious hopes are more important, right? They, they and hope is good. Hope shows that your heart's alive. Hope is a good thing to have. Um, but, but so precious hopes would be, oh, I hope God hears my prayers for Sally, or I hope that the C T scan turns, you know, out to reveal nothing at all. Those are precious hopes. They're they're far more deeper in our hearts. And really I would say they're they're oftentimes the fuel for our prayers. They're they're where we start to really engage in those things. Deeper still is our ultimate hope. It's so our life and death sort of hope. And let me let me say to you that your ultimate hope, I, I need to, I want you to define your ultimate hope that that the only thing that should hold that category of ultimate hope in our lives needs to be the understanding of the renewal of all things. That's where our hope needs to end up. Because what's happened is our, our hope is, our hopes have gone wandering. And so our casual hopes have become our precious hopes and our precious hopes have become our ultimate hopes. and And when when they don 't happen we 're broken proverbs three twelve hope deferred makes the thirteen twelve makes the heart sick, so much heart sickness is because our hopes have gotten they 've wandered and they 're not where they need to be in the process you know when a when a casual hope is deferred we 're disappointed, but no more if a, the, the flights didn 't come on time the other day, we would have survived it, but that 's what it means precious hopes when when they don 't come to fruition the way we would like. Those are more difficult. We have to grieve. That's loss. Um, That's why we have support groups and those sort of things and why we have one another and why we cry out to the Lord. But if you have something that's a precious hope as your ultimate hope and it doesn't come, it can wreck you. It It can, you know, damage you in ways that you weren't meant to be damaged. And so your highest hope, your, your ultimate hope, needs to be in the understanding of the renewal of all things. That's why this is so important. That's why it's at the end of the book. That's what we need to know. And, and when our hope isn't in that, we need to sort of get it changed and shifted. Because if this understanding, if it's just, well, that sounds like a nice idea to you, this renewal of all things, or I haven't heard that before, or whatever, you're not getting it in the way that, that I, I desperately want for you to get it. This the renewal of all things is the answer to your wildest dreams. It's the, it's the most amazing promise that you can ever get a hold of. And, and you know, in, like in the words of Jesus, if you aren't ready to, to sell everything to get a hold of that field, you're kind of missing the point because that's where we need to place our hopes. Placed in anything else, they're going to mess up our lives. And when we realize that our, oftentimes our hopes are placed in other things, um, and it's causing issues in our life. If you can get a hold of this and really look at it, I think you can, you can deal with a lot of your unmet longings, your fears, your addictions, your anger. Um, it's because ultimately our hope isn't where it needs to be. So how do you begin to figure that out? Well, this is a question I've been asking every group, and, and I think it's a great question to to ask yourself is, is what do you dream? When you're daydreaming, which all of us do, what are you thinking about? What is it that sort of comes in there? What is that sort of escape place, or what is that place that you think is going to be what you want or how you're going to make things work. And and if it's not the understanding of the renewal of all things, what you're doing is you're setting you're setting yourself up. You're settling for counterfeits. and And it's not where your kingdom heart will find rest. Because even if you were to achieve those things, your heart wouldn't be at rest. Your heart's only at rest when you realize the promises and you settle in those things and the goodness of God and you let that be... What sort of guides you and leads you in the process? And so, you know, one thing to look at is this idea of a bucket list. Um, And I'm I'm not picking on anybody who has a bucket list. Please don't hear me say that. Uh, I I, I get what it means. But but let's take it a little deeper so we can sort of understand why it's become such a popular thing. Uh, And... uh, it's very revealing. In fact, we use it culturally. It's used oftentimes to, to find out to know people. What's on your bucket list, so that I can know sort of more about you. It's a, it's a question gets asked at job interviews. And um, I don't have a bucket list. And I used to think maybe it's because I'm, you know, I'm not allowing myself to dream. But that wasn't it. It's this reality of, of the renewal of all things, and that understanding that needs to be the center of our worldview. And, and when it is, our hopes and our expectations change on our lives going forward. See, we don't have to be in a hurry. We don't have to feel like we need to cram everything in to this life. The, the term bucket list, you know where it comes from, right? It, it comes from the, the idea of kicking the bucket. These are the things I have to do before I kick the bucket. And, and, and so that's your bucket list. And it's, it's, it almost says that this is the only chance that I have, and that's not our understanding. Um, uh, we have eternity and, and we're, we're not just end up point with, you know, disembodied folks floating around on a cloud. We're, we're, we're who we are now forever. If you haven't heard me say this, go back and watch this series. And we're going to have new physical bodies. Thank you, Jesus. That's a really good news thing. Some of you are not in pain this morning. <laughs> and Jesus is going to be with us. And we're going to dwell on a restored planet. I can't even imagine the adventures. Can, can you imagine? That the, Really, the, the amazing thing is that, that all of the stuff that we've been reading about in the Scripture and that, that everything that God is doing so that when the renewal of all things happen, you know who's missing at the renewal of all things? The serpent. Hallelujah. I think when you get a hold of how much He has done to destroy your life and you realize life without Him in the picture, it will change everything about how you live now because that's what's coming that's the goodness of god i don't think we grasp all the time the goodness of god i don't i don't think we allow it to really settle upon us in the way that it should and and what it means that God's with us and for us and has us and that our eternal life has already begun. And even though there's just still this, this mess and this battle going on because we have an enemy who's defeated but not departed. At some point he's dealt with and everything is restored and renewed and made new. And that's the life that we get to have. And our hope needs to be starting there. That's what we need to get to so that we can live now. And see, that's the, the idea that we need to take on and, and to sort of understand with what we're doing. Look at this verse. Paul says it, 1 Corinthians 15, powerful chapter, verse 19. If only for this life we have hope in Christ, we are of all people most to be pitied. If we sort of reduce this life in Christ to just this point in time that this is all that we have, we miss the the amazing picture and story of what's taking place and the goodness of God in the process. And let me tell you that, at the renewal of all things, nothing that really matters to you in this life will be lost. I want you to breathe that in deep. See, how can it be lost? It's all held safe in the heart of the infinite God who encompasses all things. That verse, this verse will make sense now. Do not, Matthew 6:19 store up for yourselves treasures on earth where uh, moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven. Where moss and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Hear me say it again. Everything that really matters is held safe outside time in the treasuries of heaven, which transcends and honors all time, but all of it will be given back to you at the restoration of all things. See, nothing that matters is lost. And and when that will settle on you, it will change you. Because all of the heartbreak that we suffer and all those things, when we realize that everything that matters, nothing is lost, we can breathe differently. We can see things differently. It gives us a hope, a living hope. And, And when our hope is in the right place, it changes everything. And it really will impact the way that we pray. And can I tell you that prayer is... Is, is sort of proof that you may not even realize that we really do believe that heaven and earth somehow dwell together and that we're, we're in, the, in the midst of us there's a connection or else we wouldn't pray. But that's what prayer means. And so I want to take the next few weeks and talk about prayer and what it looks like and how people of, of hope, good news people, their prayers are different and they impact things in different ways. So we're going to dig into that more next week. But I need to end it here because I'm, I'm out of time so we're going to end it now ministry team those of here why you head over the wall people on the way of that wall are here to pray for you and if you need prayer for anything this morning they're going to make sure you get it let me pray for you as a group and then we'll have second breakfast and dismiss and we won't tell anybody that's coming in about the feedback we're just going to forget about it <laughs> Papa thank you for your goodness to us and your love for us Thank you for life, God. This life that means something. It's more than we imagine, God. And help us to use our holy imaginations and just to press in to the enormity of it so that we can then rest in you and in your goodness. And that as we do, not only would we be changed, but it would impact the world around us for you. That you would bring renewal, revival, and breakthrough to this area. That hundreds and thousands of people would come to know you as their Lord and Savior. We pray for every church in this area, God, where your word is preached and ask that you would bless them abundantly with everything they need to fulfill the mission you've given them. We ask for your continued abundant blessing on us, God, to fulfill the mission you've given us of one more. Just one more lost child back to you, Dad. Just one more. Thank you so much for including us in your story here in this time and place. You're such an awesome, awesome God. If you need prayer for anything, the folks over there will pray for you. Healing, relationships, problems, finances, situations, whatever you got. If you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, let's take care of that today too. It's humility and faith. In humility, it's just admitting to God you're broken like all the rest of us here, you've sinned. Asking God to forgive you what you do and then in faith, inviting Jesus to be the Lord and Savior of your life. If you've never prayed a prayer like that, do it now. Really, the the prayer is, Jesus, will you be my Lord and Savior? And if you need help with that, just go over there and ask somebody. Say, would you help? I want to know Jesus. And they'll, they'll pray with you. So if you need prayer for that or for anything, I'd encourage you to give it. If you're going to stay and have breakfast, Lord, thank you for the food you provided. Bless that. Everybody makes it possible. Draw people in for the 11 o'clock service, God. You are such an awesome, awesome God. Praise God from... bless and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you peace. Go today in the peace, the power, and the love of God. God bless you all. Thank you for being here. We'll see you soon. Remember, be thankful for five things. Encourage two people so we can get one lost child back to dad. Prayer is there. Lunch is in the back. As you go, drive safely. Be kind to one another in the parking lot. Have a great day. Catch some fish. Hope your team wins. Wash your hands. See you later. Bye. Thanks for watching this broadcast from Keys Vineyard Community Church in Big Pine Key, Florida. Be sure to like us on Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel. For more information, log on to keysvineyard.com. We'll see you next time.